0: Welcome and bienvenidos a todos to our football. I am Eugene Rapinski and as always, I am here with my co-host Adriana Terrazas. Adriana, how are you this evening?
1: I'm doing a lot better, Eugene. This is a post-COVID Adriana, <laughs> so um, I'm kind of I'm kind of sad though. I had a, like a like a good streak throughout the pandemic. I hadn't got COVID at all, so um, yeah, I guess I'm joining the post-COVID population.
0: it's uh it's it's different on the other side uh
1: yeah yeah. seems that way yeah
0: (laughs) so i'm glad glad you're feeling uh feeling better and yeah covid's covid's no joke i'm uh i'm about to for my my next booster so i need to need to get that scheduled
1: yeah I, w- I was looking into that um i was i was planning on traveling to the states to get our my booster as well and then i was like oh i think I'm, I'm not even sure if i can now um i think i have to wait for a bit and even if i take it i think i'm actually like protected against the virus like for three months four months and
0: three months I, yeah
1: yeah oh well
0: <laughs> <laughs> you've got that immunity built up for, for the next three months you, you're, yeah, you're free to exactly. go and, and do whatever
1: <laughs> yeah exactly I can, I can just be a little bit like I mean, not worry free, but yeah, definitely be like, okay, I'm good to go for at least three more months.
0: <laughs> it's good to not have to worry about that sort of thing at least for a little bit. You know, you've got the immunity built up. but um, mm-hmm. yeah, like, you know, everybody who's listening, stay safe out there. you know, definitely not through it all yet. So
1: yeah, definitely. yeah, take care, guys. <laughs> yeah.
0: um so yeah, that's 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 the uh, health and and fitness section of the pod for tonight. Um <laughs> moving on to the soccer stuff., uh, we had. A couple of friendlies. The Mexican women's national team uh, had a five to two win over the Chicago Red Stars, and then went down to Houston and won five to one. Uh, let's talk about the Chicago game, Adriana.
1: What were your initial thoughts uh, about that game? I have one in particular, <laughs> um, which was, where were these goals last year? <laughs> <laughs> I was being so sour like regarding the score I was like oh my god we scored five times I would have killed for a couple of goals last year in Monterrey um I mean yeah I'm, I'm glad they actually scored like this time but again it was like oh man I mean this just proves that you guys could have done it I mean it, it was there the talent's there uh most of the players are the same that were, were called up last year so uh man it just it stings you know but I mean Still happy to see um, a good performance overall by the squad. I actually thought, I mean, I thought we'd do okay against Chicago. And then I thought we were going to struggle against Houston. But I was still, like, I was pretty surprised that we did as well as we did against Chicago um, for the first game. Because I thought maybe some of the players didn't have enough time to... Um, get to know each other, get to know in the system, coach, et cetera. I mean, they had been called up, but but still, I mean, sometimes you worry about if they had enough time to actually just take care of tactics, right, and rather than just uh, play it like they do with their clubs. But, I, I mean, overall, it was, it was a great game, very entertaining game, and I, I enjoyed, I think, most of the players. How about you?
0: I'm with you there. I Looking back on the series as a whole – I think I even tweeted out something last night about you know for for a team that had such trouble scoring last year. um, it's refreshing to see them score ten over two games. I know. Um, you know, and I, I, I'm with you. I, th- I think the change in personnel um was minimal, but I think we're also seeing the the changes that were made um having large impacts, right? so No, uh, no, Stephanie Mayor, no uh, Alicia Cervantes. They're both out injured. Uh, So Diana Ordonez was the one carrying the load. And if you remember right, she did get to play in the CONCACAF W. Mm -hmm. Um, Didn't get many minutes, but that was still, you know, it was still her first year. She was still in the middle of her first year as a pro. Um, Mm -hmm. We were still kind of, I don't even think we had seen like what she could do. I think she really kind of caught fire after. After that um, showing. So it was kind of, I mean, I think I remember at the time being a little surprised that they that they started her then Um, and and just to see how far she's come from then not only as like a professional but bringing that skill set to the national team. And what she was able to bring um, is night and day uh, for me. So I, I, I'm i so excited to see that. I, I watched uh, her playing at Virginia and thought she would be very good. I just thought it would take her a couple of years uh, to kind of develop, especially with the NWSL and how uh, the rosters really are kind of stacked against rookies in a lot of uh, instances, especially forwards. Um, teams always seem to have just so many good forwards uh, that it's it's really easy to bury a good forward, um, especially a rookie, and to see her kind of shine through that. And then carry on with the national team and, um, you know, in, in with her uh, new club with Houston this year um, so far has been just super refreshing. And, you know, it, it's the sky's the limit for her. I'm, I'm so excited to to watch uh, her play that uh, play that role and, and to kind of grow and see really what she can, you know, how far can she go? Right. So that was exciting. And I thought the defense looked a lot better against the red stars as yeah, well yeah right you know and and Houston too to be fair um although to be fair to Houston, they were missing Diana Ordonez and Maria Sanchez. who were two pretty, <laughs> pretty important parts of their, their offense, you know, but, but seeing the defense um, hold against a, a team like Chicago and against a team like Houston, um, I thought was, was uh, good. It, it made me feel, feel really good about kind of where they are with this project and, you know, kind of how far I think they can go.
1: Yeah, agreed. I mean, looking back at the lineup in case uh, some of the people listening didn't get to catch the game. um, We had Itzel Gonzalez as starting goalkeeper. We had Mia Suasua, uh, Diana Ordonez, Kenti Robles, Alexia Delgado, Charlene Corral, Greta Espinosa, Carla Nieto, Jackie Ovalle, Kimberly Rodriguez and Maria Sanchez for that starting lineup. So that was a pretty solid squad. I mean, I mean, again, we're we're still kind of like it's still kind of weird to see Mia play more of a (laughs) defensive like a defensive position or uh, with a national team. But um, I mean. They're they're getting the job done, so I I really don't mind I, I'd be like, okay, Pedro, I I get it. Um, we'll 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 go ahead and just imagine that this is where we usually see her And somehow, I don't know, you discovered a new profile or something for for Mia. She's been um, good back there. I I have I no. Know. It's it's weird because yeah, because it's not like like entirely like a midfield. She's like 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 literally like a defender in most of the games. So I was like, wow, okay, <laughs> let's go ahead with this. I mean, I, I like seeing, I mean, obviously, Charlene has been amazing w- with the national team ever since she came back. So I'm pretty, pretty happy for her as well, um, taking on that role. Maria Sanchez has been amazing as well. I mean, she's yes uh, top of her game. She's so great to see. I mean, it's, it's I kind of miss her in Liga MX, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, me too. Kendi, I mean, as captain, um, definitely also just keeping everyone in line. Um, really happy to see her just keep on going with that position and, uh, she's mentioned that she wants to stay with the team, like for the next World Cup. Um, I think she'll be a bit old, and uh, maybe not, maybe old enough to start thinking of someone else in that position. But still, I'm really happy that, I mean, she still has that interest just keep on going with the national team. And we had, um, I don't know if there was any uh, substitute players that you kind of uh, liked w- against uh, against Chicago as well. Um, I mean, Ka- Katie came on board as as a sub. Um, yeah, for that that was, game.
0: that was cool to see. I thought she did pretty well. You know, I think everybody was excited to see her come back and mm-hmm. to see her play. Uh so that that was definitely cool. Uh, you know, and then she did uh, announce that she was leaving the camp. After that, uh, she said mm, there was yeah. personal reasons. I don't know. I don't know if those reasons have come out yet. Um, you know, just hope that she is okay and you know those around her are okay and hopefully um you know it it wasn't uh, something with the team it was you know
1: yeah it was kind of odd though right i mean i I think we were all really happy to see her on the call up um because we know that um we were remembering when when monica was asked why she wasn't called up previously she said that she had an issue with her passport i think it was Mm -hmm. some travel reason um which seemed to be like okay well, they're playing in the state so now there's no reason for her not to join the team but still it was it yeah it was odd seeing her leave just after that first game i mean she she was subbed in at the 65th minute i think she did pretty well but obviously it would have been great to see her um, in the second game maybe getting um some minutes as a starting player and and see um if pedro would consider her for future games so yeah i I agree. I I hope she's okay. I hope everyone near her is okay. But um, it definitely leaves like some questions. Right. It's like we want to know if we can count on her or just should we start looking into other players for that position as well?
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, You know, I was I I, along uh, with you was looking forward to seeing her starting the second game. I thought, um, you know, that would have been an opportunity to kind of see what she uh, she could bring. Uh, to mm-hmm. to the lineup uh but you know it, it wasn't it wasn't to be so that's that's okay um the one player who really stood out to me uh for both games really was was Jackie ovae
1: oh my god she was amazing
0: uh, yeah I mean it's always for for me it's always just amazing watching her play because She's so good. And, you know, watching her do that against, you know, Houston and, and Chicago, uh, really just kind of just how really she was able to kind of move the ball and, and get around defenders and uh, you know, create and shoot and score. Mm-hmm. It, it was just, you know, really. um, I think it opened a lot of eyes. Uh, you know, y- you and I uh, and a lot of our listeners have been watching her for a long time and kind of know what she can do. But uh, you know, I don't know that that's necessarily the case for for people in Chicago and Houston and those who follow the NWSL. You know, and, and to be able to watch her kind of do that in, in a game is 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 just it's fun. And yeah. I don't know. I, I'm probably gushing a little bit, which is <laughs> embarrassing, but uh, she was just that good.
1: I was also surprised and, and pretty happy to see Carla Nieto do so well with the team. Yeah, um, I, th- I think she was kind of overdue for, for a really good shot at the national team. And I think she did really, really well in midfield. Like she was playing sometimes alongside Alexia Delgado. I thought they did really, really well. Um Great control. She had some shots on goal as well. Um, It just seemed as though it was like, yeah, I mean, we we were missing out. We we, she should have been there (laughs) for some other games. Um, I was really happy to see her have that. That's such a good performance with with the team, to be honest, as well.
0: Yeah, same here. You know, being in the states, I don't get to watch a whole lot of Pachuca games, uh, so I don't really get to watch her week in and week out um, as much as I would like to, or perhaps should. Um, Mm -hmm. But you know, so I didn't really know what she was going to bring i was like okay like you know let's let's see what she's got let's see what she can can do uh with with the national team with this setup and yeah she she did well um i was Mm -hmm. really excited to see that and it's it's good to have yet another player who um can can step in to the national team setup and perform well um so that was just yeah, good, good stuff all around. Um, you know, we, we've we talked a couple times about, uh, you know, just kind of how odd it is to play against, uh, you know, a national team going up against a, a professional team and, and all of that. Um, but I, I think overall, if you just look at the performance, uh, they, they did well. And uh, it's something that they can use as momentum and to kind of hang their hat on uh, going forward. I'm, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, agreed I was I was pretty happy to see her on the team I I think I think most players really took advantage of the minutes they got I mean obviously some of them got a, a little bit less during that first game but I think overall the changes that we saw some players getting subbed in or subbed off um for the first or second game I, I think overall it was a pretty good um it was a pretty good couple of friendlies for for Pedro Lopez getting to know players I think you, you could We could probably say we're starting to see a style, right? I mean, we're starting to see what kind of team he wants. Obviously, again, we got the point. We know Mia will play defense with him. Um, um, (laughs) I think maybe, do you think like starting goalkeeper might be that like up for grabs still?
0: It's hard to say. Um, He's. Started Itzel Gonzalez for both games, you know, and I, I'm not I mean, sure. It, it
1: seems as though I mean Celeste Espino would be like the obvious choice, like looking forward as like a, like a long long term project. I mean, obviously she's injured. Mm-hmm. Itzel I think does pretty well, but I I I think she might be. I mean, it depends on how 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 long it takes Celeste to be back. But I think it's somewhere between Celeste, um, whenever she's fit, and maybe Itzel, and then Melanie as a third goalkeeper i i think that's probably um what i would think would would happen with with the starting goalkeeper position
0: yeah, i'm not sure because emily alvarado is still in the mix for me well there's
1: emily yeah that's right you know, um... and
0: I, I for for me the big the big question i and i think that we, i brought this up last time we spoke was itzel hasn't been playing a lot for america that's true itzel velasco has been getting a lot of the starts and minutes there and mm-hmm. i'm just kind of under the the school of thought where if you're not starting for your club, that makes your road to the national team that much more difficult mm-hmm. um fairly fairly or unfairly. And you know, I get the goalkeeper is you know, you only get one of them, you know, per game. So those minutes are 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 super hard to come by. yeah, I mean, yeah, I think... so
1: so maybe so maybe it's more between Celeste and Emily in case Celeste came back soon enough, maybe. And depending on I like you were mentioning, um yeah, she's not getting as many minutes as we thought she she would with America. So maybe it's somewhere up there. I mean, still, I think Melanie could be a, a good contender. But I'm, yeah, I think you're right. I think it would probably be Emily, and then Itzel. Um, yeah, depending on how they do. It. I mean, Emily is switching clubs as well. She's going to Houston, mm-hmm. which, which, by the way, it now seems that we all have to root for Houston for somehow. It just means <laughs> it's just like a national team. Like I don't know, like hub. <laughs> it kind um, of is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm happy to see them there. I hope they do all. They all do really well. But I, I, mean, we'll just have to see how Emily adapts. I mean, I'm pretty sure she can do really, really well. But maybe there's uh, some adjustment period, and I don't know. We'll, we'll see how well she does these, these following weeks.
0: Yeah, I, d- I didn't get to catch many of her games when she was with Rom in France. Uh, so I, I don't know how. The style of play differs, um, you know, much more than the highlights that I've seen. You know, obviously, I've been able to watch more NWSL games being here in the States. Um, You know, so I'm interested to see I'm interested, too, to see how she does uh, with Houston. um, I think the goalkeeper position is is kind of wide open. You know, they've got four years to figure it out. Um, <laughs> you know, who knows? I mean, uh, Itzel Velasco could come in and just, you know, set the world on fire. Somebody else who we might not even have on our radar right now might come in and and really assert themselves as one of the top goalkeepers in in the pool. Like, who knows? Um, like you vale know, having, or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, so having having this problem is is a good problem to have. I think you know a a wealth of uh of goalkeepers is uh you know it's never a bad problem. The the big problem is just kind of figuring out the the pecking order, I guess, and trying to get everybody minutes and making sure that you know people kind of know like where they stand and what they need to do and all that kind of kind of thing. So I'm ex- I'm excited for that. I think um for me the, the getting the midfield sorted out and getting um, center backs uh, kind of not really sorted out, but getting those positions kind of locked down and in step with, with everybody else. Um, that's, that's where my like big worries come in.
1: Yeah. I think, I think also like probably like an offense. I think we have enough choices to like, it's a happy problem, right? I think oh, yeah. if you have Ordonez, you have Charlene, um, you have Jackie playing more, more like a winger. I mean, I I think you have enough um, options available. You've got Mar- sometimes as well. Uh, Mayra maybe. So I th- I think overall, I mean, again, I think I'm starting to see a playing style with, with some of the players. I think we're starting to see some of the players that are really in good shape. I mean, not that because the talent's not there, but because they're particularly doing well at this point. It's also a great moment to have a call up. I mean, you're you're halfway through the season. So this is probably the best shape you're gonna get some of those players. So um yeah, I mean happy happy to see that it I mean overall it was great performance and they I mean, I I never thought they were going to score five goals against Houston. To be honest, I thought <laughs> I thought they might get the, the, the victory uh, just because we had um, several players on board, and obviously it was a friendly for Houston, so you might want to rest up some of your players as well. But um, I definitely didn't think they were going to score five times again. Uh, what do you think about that second game?
0: I I was expecting Houston to struggle a little bit just because they were missing um, players like Deanna Ordonez right, and, and Sanchez, <laughs> and you know even Emmy uh, Alvarado. Um, you know so. I figured that they would they would struggle a little bit. I didn't think they would struggle five to one. Um, that's that's for sure. I'm yeah. For them, it's kind of a friendly. It's uh, you know they're there just to kind of they're not really trying to prove much. I don't think uh, to their to their coach. Their coach, uh, you know, um, I mean, they're they're still kind of in. They're just out of preseason, so you know, yeah. uh, they're still like things, the third week for them or something. Yeah. Yeah, you know, there's still a lot of stuff that's going to shake out for them. I don't think that you know starring in a friendly is really going to be uh make or break a lot of them a lot of their playing time um over the next you know few months or, or what have you so uh, you know th- obviously the impetus wasn't there to to kind of go out uh, like like uh like the mexican national team kind of had um so i di- i didn't think they were going to get beaten 5 to 1 though that's for sure i was uh <laughs> You know, looking looking back, um, I guess it makes makes more sense um, just because of where the the two teams were as far as mindset mm-hmm. and how they approached it. Um, yeah, I agree. So, but I mean, I think I think it was a good result um, for 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 Mexico. Both both of the games were good results for Mexico. They've got a lot to build on. They've got a lot of um, positives that they can take away. Um, obviously, there's some things that they can work on too. Um, so, uh, you know, that's uh, that's it's, it, it. It was good to see.
1: Yeah, agreed. I mean, uh, starting line- lineup that you were mentioning um, did have some couple, well, several changes, but not as many as I think we probably would have expected. I mean, Nitzel Gonzalez, again, was starting goalkeeper, Kenti Robles, Greta Espinosa, Kimberly Rodriguez. Uh, we had Carol Bernal on uh, for, this, for this second game, uh, taking on the role of Mia Suasa who came on at the 70th minute, Carl Nieto and Alex- Alexia Delgado again in midfield, uh, Jackie Ovalle, Maria Sanchez, Charlene, and Ordonez as well. So um, again, so we, start, we, we saw a, a bit more of, of what we saw against Chicago, um, a couple of changes here and there. I mean, but again, even if, I mean, Carolina Jaramillo came on uh, during the second half, but again, she's such a proven player. She plays so well. Um, I, I really didn't mind her not getting as many minutes as she could have maybe for that second game. But overall, I mean, again, I think we're starting to see like a backbone of a team with uh, Charlene, Maria. I particularly, again, liked Carla Nieto with, with Alexa Delgado in midfield. And defense, I mean, we know Kenti is is like a given. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah, it could be Kimberly. It could be Greta. Maybe sometimes Cristina Ferral could be on there. And then um, Bernal maybe fighting for that starting position against Mia. So, yeah, I I mean, pretty happy with the overall performance. I don't think, uh, looking at the performance, I don't think we missed anybody. But obviously, once Stephanie Mayor is is back, um, probably we'll, we'll start competing for a position as well. Um, Celeste Espino in, in goalkeeping could be another one. Um, I don't think we'll see Bianca Sierra anytime soon, though. <laughs>
0: no, no. So, yeah, congratulations are in order for, for Bianca and for Stephanie. Uh, they announced that Bianca was pregnant with twins. Um, and I think they said they were due in September. September, so that's, yeah. That's exciting news. Um, you know, happy uh, for them. Uh, my advice is get as much sleep as you can now. Because you will miss it. <laughs> <laughs> I speak from experience. So. I, I was
1: I was just amazed because, I mean, we were all like looking at Bianca trying to recover from injury. And then all of a sudden she started posting like, I'm back in the gym. And I was like, wow. And then she was like, I'm pregnant. I'm like, what are you doing in the gym? I mean, you were <laughs> injured. You're pregnant with twins and you're back in the gym and everyone was, I mean, that was such so amazing. I mean, it, it makes everybody else like look really, really bad because we're not injured. We're not pregnant and still we don't make it to the gym. <laughs> um, but I mean, it was, it was really amazing to see the response. I mean, I, I, I was starting to see like Deaconess fans people uh, like imagining, I don't know, like how the gender reveal is going to be. And I was thinking, oh my God, we need Stephanie to come back and score two goals. And if she scores two goals, she'll probably like do a gender reveal in the middle of like this thing <laughs> or something. So, yeah, I mean, really great to see them obviously take this huge step in their personal lives, but also really amazing for them to just share it with everyone because, um, I mean, again, fans came out, the national team sent out a message, Diga sent out a message. And it's just amazing because even it, it's it's a it's a step also for the league because we haven't had that many players publicly say that they're pregnant or what they're going on with their personal lives and how they're going to try to... Um, combine that with their professional careers and it's it's so again I, I just think it's like it's opening the way for so many more things for for women in the league as well so really ha- really happy about that and obviously we're all intrigued to see um <laughs> what they start posting in the following months and how they're going to share it with everybody
0: yeah yeah no that's that's true you're right we haven't seen um we haven't seen too many players uh you know, get pregnant or talk about pregnancy. Um, Esme Verdugo was is one with with Sholto uh, that recently had a baby. Um, but this is kind of uncharted territory, um, and it's cool to see. I mean, this is you know, this is part of life, and uh, you know, as much as we talk sometimes about soccer being uh being life and and imitating life and reflecting life. Um, you know, there's, there's been a part of life that hasn't really been reflected all that often. And, and, um, you know, having players get pregnant, uh, you know, and deal with that is, uh, part of that, that we're going to kind of navigate, I guess, together, you know, I don't really know what to expect, uh, when these players, uh, come back or if they'll want to come back, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, they may say, you know, playing soccer is fun, but, uh, being a mom is even more fun. So.
1: yeah, we have two two more incondicionales on the way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, definitely will be great to see um how they like start paving the way for for more professionalism in in the league and just how the team will also support them the national team as well. So, yeah, I mean re- really really happy and it was just it was so unexpected as well. It was just like all of a sudden the picture came out with the ultrasound, Tigres fans started going crazy and it was <laughs> It was it was fun. So, I, again, I, I don't I don't think we'll see Bianca anytime soon on the national team. But definitely um, 2024 seems like a great year to come back and, and prove that everything's possible and they can just juggle both things professionally and, and as, as new moms.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, Blazing Trails is nothing new for for uh, for Bianca and for Stephanie. No, um, oh, no. So, you know, this will be another uh, another thing that they kind of kind of uh, take us uh, along for the journey. So it's, it's cool to see. Yep. All right, so we will be right back after this with a look at the upcoming week in Liga Mechis Femineal. And we are back. So it's been a little while since we had any Liga Mechis Femineal... Uh, stuff to talk about uh two weeks to be exact i guess which seems like an eternity mm-hmm. um <laughs> uh, maybe that's just to me but uh real quick i'll go over the 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 scores that we left off with uh from from week 12 uh, tigres beat cruz azul one to nothing chivas beat san luis four to nothing Pumas and rayadas drew two to two uh puebla and pachuca also drew that was a one one uh affair and necaxa Lost to Toluca four to one. Toluca uh, won that one. Um, Atlas uh, beat Queretaro one to nothing. León beat Mazatlán three uh, to nothing. Juárez and América tied three three. It was a wild game, um, super fun to watch. And uh, the last game of the week was Tijuana beating Santos two
1: to one. So, which which do you think was more surprising? Tigres struggling to get that 1-0 against Cruz Azul. Or Pumas getting that draw against Rayadas?
0: Ooh, I'd say Pumas against Rayadas, and that's that's nothing against the other teams. Um, I you know Tigres struggling a little bit against Cruz Azul was was kind of surprising. Um, to me, uh, you know, but I think Cruz Azul has been they've been like right there all season, building and 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 doing better and and kind of putting themselves in, in better and better positions. Uh, throughout the season, so I wasn't terribly surprised that they gave Tigres a run for their money, but Pumas and Rayadas. Riotas scored first and I was watching the game. I'm like, oh, all right, there's here we go. Like Pumas is done. <laughs> and they like came right back and uh really fought for, for the two two draw. I was I was shocked at that. I was I mean very happy about that as a Pumas fan. <laughs> I, I was like okay well this is uh this is three points we're not gonna get uh so to actually be able to pull a point against Rayadas um was 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 a great result I think.
1: I was also, I mean, I was looking at the standings and I think Rayadas is just a point away from mathematically making sure they're they're in the guilla because they're still in first place with 30 points. Uh, we have 15 points to go. We have five more games. And Toluca is ninth place with 15. So technically, like mathematically, if they added, if they had all uh, remaining 15 points, they could reach Monterrey, which just, I, I guess if Monterrey gets one more point, then they're just too far for anyone to actually leave them out of the guilla so we could probably have our first qualified team uh this 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 week i, think, really, I yeah. think they
0: already clinched i think they uh, put out they a, i think so i think they put out a graphic uh, uh i i'm i'm doing the same math as you i'm seeing that uh, Toluca can still get 30 points which is where Monterrey is
1: maybe they already faced like several of the teams and then i don't know like goal differential or something comes into place and that's why they're qualified already
0: could be it it could also be that uh, they'll play like Atlas or Tijuana or like somebody like right above them still mm,
1: true. which would which
0: would guarantee that both of the both of those teams could not get three points out of that match right so yeah it uh, might be that i'd have to dive further into that but yeah Monterey... um they, they clinched uh, or or are as close to clinching as you can be. Um, the thing that surprised me was that Monterey, which was so far ahead out of everybody, is now only one point ahead of Chivas.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know if it's like, I mean, they have lost players to national team call-ups and stuff like that. But yeah, definitely um, just having a point of advantage against Chivas and three points away from America is definitely... It's way closer than it seemed right like you were mentioning the the, the goal differential and the points differential was a lot bigger at the beginning of the season so i mean they they could definitely lose that first place in case they get another another tie um or if you had some of the other teams just keep on scoring um way more goals i mean even the goal differential is i mean america has 30 goals Monterrey has 27 so if it came Mm -hmm. down to actually being tied in points America would beat them at this at this moment. So it's true. Um. Yeah. I mean, we could definitely see that change this weekend. I guess. Yeah,
0: and it, it's it's good to see that. I think as a as a fan of the league overall, um, it's kind of boring when a team has it all wrapped <laughs> up, and you know, like week yeah, like 14 week or something and you're like oh, they made yeah. it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. And and seeing this where it's still it's still pretty competitive. I mean, you've only got 5 points separating uh Monterrey in first place and Pachuca and Tigres who are 4 and 5. Mm-hmm. Uh so that's that's competitive. There's there's a lot that can can kind of go into into that over the pa- over the next uh, what five there's five games left so uh, you know really anything can happen with that and then you've got kind of a smaller group that's uh, eight through ten uh, Juarez uh, at 21 points Tijuana at 21 points and Atlas at 19 uh, and then you kind of get into the the teams that aren't looking so. So comfortable, right? Yeah. Uh, Toluca is at 15 points. San Luis, 14. Leon, 14. Cruz Azul and Pumas with 12. Queretaro with 11. Uh, and then you're down with Santos and Puebla with nine points, uh, who are still mathematically in it. But as we all know, if you have to qualify that with mathematically, uh, they're pretty much done. And then Mazatlan and Necaxa are both mathematically out of it with four points and three points respectively. So um, I think one of the good things uh, that's going to make this Interesting is uh, just kind of how good Toluca's been and I think who they have to play coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, They are playing, um, I believe... They play Monterrey this week. That's right. They play um, Monterrey this week. I believe they still have a game against uh, Tijuana coming up or Atlas uh, as well.
1: So I guess like those teams that are just right alongside them um, trying to get one of those Liguilla positions. Yeah, so Toluca still has... Let me see. They play against Monterrey this week and then they play Juárez, uh León, Cruz Azul and América. Ooh. That's Oof. a really <laughs> tough schedule. <laughs> that, that is that is tough
0: sledding. Um yeah. And Cruz Azul is going to be in Mexico City, so that's oh, that's that's going to be tough. You know, I I can see them beating
1: León at home. Ooh. I'm actually I'm actually not sure if they could maybe think of getting another another win i mean maybe cruz azul leon and i have no idea what to expect against like america for that last game because um they just might be struggling to get like that last liguilla position and america might be struggling to get um maybe like the home advantage for quarterfinals
0: Mm, it could be or if uh, if america somehow like locks himself into like, say, second or third spot in that final week. It's like, no matter what they do, that's where they're going to wind up. They may decide to give some players a, a rest and make it a little bit easier for Toluca. Um, who knows? Like, we, we've still got a few weeks to go, and, and we'll see. Um, Toluca's still in. I I, I kind of want them to make it. I kind of want them to uh, to have come back from from the dead. Uh, you know, <laughs> we, we were all, uh, or maybe it was just me who was... Uh, talking a lot about them kind of being out of it you know at the start of the season especially after their uh 10 to 2 loss to pachuca you know all the players uh leaving and just the kind of mess that they were in yeah early on it was like okay well they're they're done we'll, we'll see what they got uh for next uh season and if they come back and make me eat my words i will be both <laughs> embarrassed and super happy for them so
1: I think we were all like thinking the same thing at some point. I mean, honestly, I'm just I'm surprised to see them in ninth place. Like I, I definitely wouldn't have wouldn't have thought to see them um still struggling. I mean still still in play to to make it to Liguilla. I thought they'd be, I don't know, somewhere alongside Queretaro or Pumas at this point, like thirteenth, fourteenth. But if, if you had if you had to draw the line, like these teams I think are out of contention for, for Liguilla. I think these others can still make it. Where would that line be? Right now? Yeah. Ooh. I, I, I'm thinking it, it's somewhere alongside, like, I mean, Cruz Azul and Pumas have the same number of points right now. So I'm thinking if Cruz Azul or Pumas don't get a victory this week, probably, like, next week, I think I'd draw the line just after León. I think León would be, like, the last team to still probably have a chance to make it to Liguilla.
0: Yeah, Real realistically speaking, I I, I think mm. I'm with you there. I think yeah I mean if Cruz Azul and Pumas don't win this week I think they're you know for all intents and purposes done mm-hmm. uh, especially especially if Atlas uh, and and, and Cholo so I many will get good results uh, and Flores too I guess because they're at 21 points too even though they're in sixth place they're still tied with with uh, Tijuana so um, yeah I, I, I I'm with you I think that's you know, between Leon, uh, Cruz Azul, and Pumas uh, is really where the line sits for right now. And it's only going to go up.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's difficult because um, if we start looking at the schedule for this week, Pumas faces America. Mm. So not only is America in third place, um, it's also a high rivalry game. Um, Pumas is the home team. But, I mean, there's no travel involved. America, I think, well, I mean, there's no changes in altitude. and There's pretty no. much nothing... Um, That could probably affect America in that sense, other than the rivalry. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, I was amazed seeing Pumas get that draw against Monterrey. I mean, they could do it against uh, America, I guess. Uh, Are you giving me hope? Are you you giving me hope? (laughs) Just a bit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh... I I want to I want to believe I want to believe they can pull it out I want to believe that they can uh, somehow turn it around and and, and get the victory uh, against America uh, and, and really start
1: their path. Um, maybe at least like the draw. Maybe <laughs> think about the draw, Eugene. Maybe just like put your hopes there. If it's a victory, way to go. And if it's not, oh, I mean, well. <laughs> yeah, and I'm because I'm looking at the rest of their, the rest of their schedule isn't
0: too bad. They they home against uh america then they go to mazatlan uh then they host juarez which isn't going to be easy but i i think it's probably doable
1: as uh, a home game I, it, it's way better than like if it were an away game i'd be like oh man i think that's it but as a home game against juarez yeah uh could i could be
0: they could, they <laughs> could, could be. get a point it's another one where they could get a point uh from that then they go away to san luis um who've really been kind of falling off uh as of late so mm-hmm. you know if they kind of keep on that trend i could see pumas doing it and then the final game is against nakaxa i'm getting hope i don't like this i was i was like i was ready to i was done for off. the season <laughs> i was I, I figured that they were just okay well uh that was cool we'll we'll see what they can do in the off season and uh you know maybe maybe the last half of 2023 is our year
1: uh <laughs>
0: but now now i'm starting to feel hope <sighs> we'll see we'll see what happens.
1: Don't yeah, gap, I Pumas. think <laughs> at least, I mean, you go if if they go out, like, you know, go out with a fight. I mean, you, you know, it, it's it's one of those teams that really needs to show more personality on the field rather than I mean, yeah, good results, but particularly like a good fierce performance would, would be great for Bumas. Yeah. So think- we'll see.
0: Yeah, even if even if they don't wind up making it, I I think I still want to see them beat the teams that they should beat. I want to see points. I want to see three points against Mazatlan. I want to see three points against Nakaxa. And I want to see them play well uh, against America and and Juarez and and San Luis. Right. Like even if they don't even if they don't get any points from them, if they give a good account of themselves that's you know something you that that they can kind of build on for next season it's like okay well this season didn't go according to plan um but there were some bright moments and here's what we can do to improve on that and and move forward and and get them back into ligia
1: yeah agreed i mean definitely it'll be interesting so hopefully we'll have we'll draw that line next week and see how well <laughs> we did
0: <laughs> yeah we'll we'll see i think you know now is the time of year where we're going to start seeing teams uh confirm their spots and teams uh confirm math (laughs) yeah yeah you know magic number tragic number we're gonna see teams uh confirm uh spots in the liguia and uh confirm tea times for uh you know some summer golfing we'll we'll see uh who who does what in the next uh, coming weeks um other games this week we've got queretaro hosting san luis i think that's going to be a good one
1: I think it's probably one like like a hidden rivalry in League MX. I mean, they do have a tradition of facing each other like in relegation on the men's side. Mm-hmm. Um and sometimes that gets carried over to to the youth divisions and I think maybe even the women's side, so it is like it's it's like a weird like not so known rivalry, but uh, yeah, I think it could be a pretty decent match as well.
0: Yeah, I always like those I always like those rivalries that are you know kind of built o- over time um mm-hmm. you know the 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 kind of intercity rivalries and uh yeah. those sorts of things are always fun too but you know the ones where it's just you know we we've beaten you and and kept you know made you get relegated and yeah exactly uh, you know yeah you you beat us and 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 you know sent us to the did second his, division back. <laughs> yeah yeah those sorts of things that that build up uh organically over time are, are always fun to kind of watch ebb and flow um i also like I really want to get down to to Querétaro and and see that stadium that they play in. Um just the the artwork uh along the side uh mm-hmm. is just beautiful that uh, yeah, the, the murals good. they have. So and then yeah, and then we got uh, that's that's a Friday game, the Saturday game is going to be Pumas America uh high noon uh in in Mexico um at the uh Estadio Olímpico. So mm-hmm. always going to be going to be a hot one. Um and then Sunday we've got Puebla hosting Cruz Azul at, at noon local time and then Tijuana hosting Atlas that should be a good one too. That
1: should be a really good one as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah,
0: cuz both of those both of those teams are really right there and and uh a loss would really hurt both of them. And I think mm-hmm. I think a draw would would also hurt them too. I think both of those teams really need three points and uh you know, that's not how the math works in that one. So Uh, that's that's gonna be a fun one and then monday we've got we've got a slate of games we've got toluca hosting uh readas uh we've got uh, chivas hosting leon tigres hosting mazatlan pachuca hosting necaxa and then the final game will be santos hosting juarez
1: Oh, I'm so sorry, Eugene. That's at 11 p.m. Your (laughs) time. It
0: it is. It is what it is, right? And I think I think that's going to be a good game. I think you know Santos has struggled. Juarez hasn't struggled this year, but those two teams have. uh, You know, it's another one of those kind of rivalries that's. Well, that one's a little bit organic, but it's also due in part to proximity, just because.
1: Yeah, like northern teams.
0: Yeah, you know, nothing's really close to Torreon, so. But yeah, no, they've they they've had a long kind of rivalry on the men's side, dating back to like Indios, uh, you know. So when Juarez came along, um, you know, the men's side was kind of a rivalry, and and seeing that go on the women's side too um, is cool. I think that's going to be a good game. I think Santos is, I think I already said this, but Santos has been better, I think, than their record shows, and I think Juarez uh, has been very good. So it should it should be a fun one. Yeah, Toluca needs that win against uh, Rayadas. That's going to be that's a tough ask, but uh, we'll we'll see. Um, any anything
1: else stand out to you? I, I was just going to mention. I I don't know if you know this, but um, Torreon. I mean, Santos has this, like this really particular situation where sometimes, well, at least some years ago, I'm not entirely sure right now with with the new stadium. Um, they actually like trained in another state in Durango, I think it was, mm. and they played in Coahuila. So it's it's like right next to the border so sometimes you would actually have like training on one end and then playing the other which is really weird um <laughs> not not too known for some people because usually we think hey like Torreon is capital of Coahuila. you just i mean it, it, you probably guess it's in the middle of the state but it's actually not so it's kind of weird but it's, right now we were mentioning the, like northern rivalries it's yeah i remember going one time uh, way like way back the, the new stadium was just I, I remember i actually covered the day they started working on the new stadium oh wow uh, yeah it was just like like just like a dust field. There was nothing. <laughs> and someone there told me, because I hadn't been in Torreon before, and they said, the team is actually like right now where you're standing is actually Durango. It's not even Coahuila, but the stadium is in Coahuila. So it was just like <laughs> one of those weird things where you cross borders and you can't even tell. So that, that was, that was kind of odd, just figuring that out and understanding that it's kind of part of one state, but it's also part of another one.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. Because uh, the Comarca Laguna region is actually the three cities. It's uh. Mm-hmm. It's Torreon, it's Lerdo, Lerdo and, and Gomez Palacio. Gomez Palacio, thank you. And I yeah. think Gomez Palacio is the one that's in uh, Durango, and the other two are yep. in Coquila. Co- I, I can't say that one. That one. That one. That one has always given me trouble. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah so it's, it's, it's I mean it's just one of those things that you start like mentioning when you start looking at rivalries and everything it's like oh, they're technically like they're like they're like half and half I mean Durago could, could complain a little bit if they wanted to about <laughs> um where the team actually belongs but yeah <laughs> well
0: we we ha- we have certainly have our share of teams uh, here in the US that uh, play uh, you know in a city uh, that isn't the city or state uh, that they, oh, that yeah, they represent happens,
1: like, with, with, like the Jets it's not it's not New York it's New Jersey that's right, right? the Jets and yeah. Giants uh
0: play in in new jersey uh new york red bulls also play in new jersey uh so um We're yeah there's yeah i yeah. I'm, I'm a i'm a jersey guy i was i was born uh there so um get got a little bit of a soft spot in my heart for for the <laughs> for the jersey teams i just wish they would they would rep the garden state so
1: yeah you know, only a bridge away i think bridge and tunnel yeah bridge and tunnel yeah, so, this is one of those like fun facts. Um, in case anybody wants to go to Torreon anytime soon, you'll probably cross state like state line and you won't even tell. <laughs> I I actually didn't when
0: I was there. I didn't I didn't cross. So I went to Torreon back in 2019. And if you ever get a chance to go, uh, for our listeners, I would recommend going. It's um. It's it's a it's a cool city. I'm trying
1: to. It's called I... it's called La Ciudad de los Grandes Esfuerzos, like the City of Great Efforts, mm-hmm. which is a pretty cool slogan. Like like as slogans go for cities, that one's a pretty good. One. It's a pretty good one. It's like oh yeah, that's it's like you're you're proud to say that one.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's it's just it's it's a it's a it's a great place to go and visit. Um, you know, if you're looking for, you know, like. Orlando Disneyland tourist stuff like it's not going to be your know. <laughs> ball of wax but there's there's so many like good like restaurants to go to um, you know you
1: can go sandboarding I, I went sandboarding like when, when I was there I, I did this story Um, I was covering Santos like for a couple of weeks and they had an away game so I had like a weekend off. And I actually found some guys that did sandboarding and I was like, I didn't even know that you could do that in Mexico. I mean, <sighs> now that I think about it, it's like, oh yeah, we do have big deserts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, that you can do that near Torreon and there's like some really, really great places where you have like, um, I remember there was this desert and it was like, it wasn't actually sand. It was this other like white-ish substance. I don't know, like, 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 like the, the substance you, you do like a cast with. Um,
0: oh, like like, uh, like gypsum or plaster of Paris or something. Yeah
1: it, was, it's, yeah, it was something like that. It wasn't even warm. Um, and then you have like oasis in the middle of, like you actually have like literal oasis in the middle of the desert. It's like you'll have a little like pond and water and you'll be like, oh my God, how does this exist in the middle of a desert? Um, but it's beautiful. It's really, really nice. So yeah, I agree. If people um, want to take a look at Torreon. it's probably um, a great way to just like get to know different culture in Mexico as well
0: yeah yeah absolutely i had i had a blast um you know unfortunately i've been back since uh since COVID hit B- love, love to go back um mm. at at uh, the the earliest opportunity i had a, had a wonderful time met some really wonderful people and the facilities that santos has uh, are oh are my god they're amazing they're they're amazing I mean, the, the
1: actual stadium like the fact that it's like like it's like dug in in the ground it's not it's not <laughs> one of the things that you, you you see it from like from afar and it's like up and really really high it's actually like dug into the into the ground which is really really interesting yeah um yeah really really nice stadium and the facilities are amazing
0: yeah they they've got uh they've got the training facilities there uh they've got a desalination plant uh, that they use to to reclaim water i i'm probably sounding like like uh tourist guide uh, right now but uh yeah i had i had a wonderful time uh there the facilities are just a- amazing yeah if you know if, if you're looking for disneyland you know go to california if you but if you're looking for <laughs> for something that's like
1: eco tourism kind of thing um, yeah and even just yeah.
0: like the, the history of of like mexico and and north america in general like mm-hmm. a lot of that was written in and around torreon so Definitely yeah. worth worth a, uh, a a travel there if, if you can.
1: Yeah. And you could probably like fly to Monterrey, right? Or n- then just get like a local flight or something.
0: I flew to Dallas and then they had, I think, daily flights from Dallas to Torreon.
1: Oh, really? Yep. Nice.
0: Yep. So you can go to fly into DFW, grab yourself a Whataburger and then hop <laughs> on the little commuter jet to Torreon and you're there in like an hour. It's It's, uh, nice. it's pretty cool.
1: So okay,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's uh wow, soccer and travel and food and and everything. This is
1: all in one pod. I mean, you know, we're
0: so proud of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So this is this has been an exciting. Uh, it's good to be back. It's it's good to to talk um soccer and and see uh, how the national team did and look forward to the the upcoming week in Liga Mekis Feminil, Adriana anything uh anything else uh before we sign off
1: if we convince someone of going to Torreón, please let us know um we'll, we'll feature your photos in our instagrams and uh <laughs> just let us know how it goes yes uh, no i mean it'll be really interesting to see players back from national team duty um see how they do uh for the last third of of liga MX. and i mean i don't know we have we have i, I was just thinking about this we have central american games coming up in june um i don't know how, how like I, I, it's just such a summer full of so much activity. I, I don't. I think we haven't really um, seen that we're going to have like um, activity with the national team there as well. I mean, because uh, I think the men play as well. Yeah, I think I think we have no problems qualifying for that one. Um, so yeah, I mean, definitely building up for a summer that's going to be really really interesting and tons of games. Despite the fact that it not necessarily will be league games, but yeah, definitely still some activity for all the teams.
0: Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll get together. Uh, next week and, and talk about the, the Liga MX Femenil and we'll see if there's anything that's come up on the docket for the national teams. Um, but in the meantime, thank you to our listeners. Thanks to everybody who subscribes and, and checks us out regularly. We couldn't do this without you. Um, you know, keep tuning in, keep uh, up with the content, keep up with the hashtag uh, hashtag Liga MX F-E-M-E-N-G. Uh, because at the end of the day, this is our football. Thanks, everyone, and we will see you next week.